Welcome to the weekend wrap up. This is Zoe, the intern here at KLRC. Maybe you're like me and you don't catch everything on the air, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out. I'm sharing highlights from Mark and Christie's morning show, Middays with Isaac and Robert, and The Drive Home with Anson and Kara. Let's see what they've been up to this week. What do you think is the number one flavor of the holidays? Like a flavor you can taste in your mouth right now when you hear the word Christmas or holiday. Mark and Christy are a bit unimpressed by the results. Mark and Christy, all right, so there's one story I didn't get to yet in the news. And I'm curious what you think about this. Okay. I'm surprised. So a new study that was out, they were asking all kinds of questions about the holidays, including... What is the best flavor for the holidays? Like when you think of the Christmas season, the holidays, mm-hmm. what is like the instant flavor you think of? Like the go-to, that flavor that just says holidays chocolate. and Christmas. Right? Chocolate. You instantly go chocolate. Yeah, I, but I think that. I instantly go chocolate every day though. <laughs> So I'm trying to think. I'm trying to move into the holidays. Right. Does chocolate still carry oh, like, over with the holidays? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I think of that that mint chocolate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're still getting Wait, back to sorry, chocolate. Yeah, I'm back to chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. See, I would have said peppermint. Okay. Like when I think of the holidays. Right. Sure. Uh, like instantly. It's that time of the year. Yeah, you think of the candy you canes. You got the candy canes. You got the peppermint shakes. You got the peppermint ice cream. Yeah, peppermint chocolate. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this is what ended up being number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm still a little surprised at this. Cinnamon. Okay. I like, okay. I mean, I don't have anything against cinnamon. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like I, cinnamon. I eat the, the Red Hots. I mean, they've got a cinnamon taste. <laughs> That's... That's true. But that's I, not a Christmas that thing for you. That's come to my a, mind. At, well, I mean, definitely cinnamon is happening at Christmas, but I don't know. You have gingerbread. Yeah. Isn't there cinnamon involved that, in probably. that? Cinnamon so, cookies. But why wouldn't that be ginger then? Cinnamon cookies with chocolate uh, chips. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. So when they asked, this is they said flavors and spices that evoke feelings of holiday, nostalgia, and comfort. The number one answer was cinnamon. Fifty-eight percent of people said that's it wow. for me. That would, right. uh, for sure, cinnamon does that. Uh, pumpkin came in second. I was like, I guess maybe think. I guess if you count Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. I, I think of thought. pumpkin spice coffee creamer. Okay, which I'm all yeah. about. Peppermint got in there, mm-hmm. so that was number three. Okay. All right, um, cocoa, which I guess would be chocolate. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was number four, and nutmeg was mm-hmm. number five. So. All right. I mean, I don't have anything against any of those. Yeah. So right now, if you had to pick a chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to get and your it, mind off, off of this ever. Peppermint. No, no. <laughs> Funny enough, when I start thinking about a flavor which says holiday or Christmas, my mouth starts tasting stuffing. And I think that's because I had it recently at Thanksgiving, and I had some pretty good stuffing, in fact. But I think it's also because, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas are the only times ever where I will see or eat stuffing. I can have chocolate, peppermint, cinnamon, all kinds of things all year round. But stuffing? That's what I think. But, you know, peppermint is definitely up there for me. Mark and Christy may have been a bit underwhelmed, maybe even a bit disappointed by the top holiday flavors. 
Here's Chaplain Justin speaking on disappointment. Howdy. I feel like he's going to be here for the Wednesday game, too. I feel like we need to get you a referee jersey, like an official yes. Wednesday game. I may have jersey. one. <laughs> Whatever you guys want to buy me, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to argue. Fair. I'm That's all fair. about it. Yeah. Hey, uh, get two. I mean, so <laughs> earlier this week, we were talking about disappointments. Uh, there was a little clip of a conversation Lisa Turkers had, and she mm-hmm. was talking about how. When it comes to Satan's strategies to, to really kind of come after us in our lives, that disappointment is oftentimes the doorway mm-hmm. to those temptations. Like that, that's when we feel some kind of sense of disappointment, that's where then Satan steps in and because he's the evil one. Mm-hmm. Put some kind of temptation into our lives. Yeah, and not just a temptation, but a handcrafted temptation, like specifically designed specifically for us that would tempt us. And mm-hmm. and and there's so much truth to that, I believe. I've experienced that in my own life. And and she talks about just the temptation comes in through that doorway of disappointment, and then there's this deception. And then there's this accusation that Satan's tools. Mm, And so we were just like, what are some healthy ways to deal with disappointment so that we don't fall into those traps? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I would probably broaden it beyond disappointment. I think that's an important one. I think that any kind of distressing emotion can lend to that. There's an old um, acronym HALT. Um, that's especially in recovery circles. Am I hungry, angry, lonely, tired, and disappointment um, would definitely factor in there. There's a lot of emotion words that could factor in. And so there's a bigger, I think, issue of how do we um, sit with, feel the discomfort of, the distressing feelings that we would rather not Interesting thing is it can happen with positive emotions too. So for feeling happy and excited, we can overindulge, Mm. you know, and things. So it's like, regardless, okay, our emotional life, our thoughts and feelings, if I'm feeling disappointment, then, uh, how could I take a break and shift my physical position? Maybe I move to a different room, stand up, sit down, and then let myself feel Name the feeling, Mm. which is a huge thing. A lot of folks, unfortunately, have trouble with that. Don't have the emotional language to name the feeling. Mm -hmm. And from that named feeling, say disappointment, I'm going to choose to do X, Y, or Z. I'm going to call a friend. Mm. Uh, I'm going to sit down. One of my favorite tools is the prayer of examine. An old tool from St. Ignatius back in the day. Um, that is a kind of prayer that walks you through your day and what you felt that day. In, in kind of the perspective of gratitude and prayer. It's one of my favorite tools. Um, so, you know, kind of take a break, name, a feel, and then you have to make a, a good, healthy choice out of that space. Mm. Mm. I think that's really important because it, it can be tempting, actually, which is probably part of the temptation, mm-hmm. to ignore the disappointment, right? To think, right. Oh, okay, well, yeah. then if I just don't feel disappointed, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Well, the reality is it's there. Like that train's already started, yeah. right? Or whatever yeah. the feelings might be. I have a mentor that has a very troubling but true <laughs> statement, which is every emotion that's buried is buried alive. And so we we do need to tend to those because they will compound and they they can come out in in sideways at least. Mm. So pay attention to those, whether it's disappointment or whatever all those feelings are. In real time is best if Mm -hmm. we can. Even if you have to defer it to later that evening, make sure you 
you know, sit down with a prayer of an examine or just naming and feeling, choosing to pray or reach out to, you know, whatever yeah, those healthy choices. Yeah. And I think there's something powerful about naming and feeling out loud. Yes, I do too. And, uh, you know, I literally was just in a counseling session, my own counseling session with my counselor. And I was talking about disappointment mm-hmm. and she was like, how do you feel? And I, I couldn't separate my head and my emotions because I stay a lot of times in a logical place mm-hmm. where I'm like, okay, these are the things that need to get done. I'm task oriented. We're just going to move forward. And, and I'm, I have these buried alive emotions. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. And so that was one of the things we, we really focused on was naming yes. exactly how I felt. Look at my body posture. Yes. Like what's it yep. expressing mm-hmm. about what's going on inside of me? And it's really made me self-aware of mm-hmm. those emotions, mm-hmm. which once I get to express those, it doesn't feel so lonely. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a little bit of a relief there. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really, really good. Yeah. I'd say, you know, in light of that, another tool would be find a an emotional wheel that has emotional language for the core emotions. My favorite is plunchik. His emotional wheel um, researcher back in the day and has the core emotions, but also different language for the spectrum of the intensity of those emotions. Yeah. um, As well as how those emotions might work together to Mm. create other complex Mm -hmm. emotions. And so it just gives a a wide range of language Uh so I can name and then feel and and Mm -hmm. choose from that. That's that really place. I actually have a sheet of paper front and back that has a list of emotions. Mm-hmm. That's so good. That was given That's to right. a, a yeah. pastor, mm-hmm. given to me by a pastor. Very good. Good stuff. Thank you. All right, Chaplain Justin, we'll let you put the uh, referee jersey on for the okay, Wednesday. Okay, I'm ready. Let's do it. I have been feeling a lot of disappointments in the past several weeks, so this topic hit home. Something which helped me through moving out of that dark place was realizing I needed to change my heart's focus. And having a heart of gratitude can help with that, I think. Because I was focusing so much on what other people had and what I was lacking, instead of seeing the good I was given, and how my story isn't anyone else's. I can't play the comparison game. And my favorite thing from Justin, Mark, and Christy was communicating emotions, trying to understand how we feel and why we feel it. I think it's so easy to push our feelings down, try to push forward. Someone once described it to me as a dragon in your heart, which grows bigger and bigger the more you hold it captive, till it bursts open and destroys everything in sight. You can't contain a dragon. I have experienced that personally where I bottle everything up and it explodes. That's why I think it's so important to acknowledge feelings, understand why we might feel a certain way, and untangling them, and maybe changing our heart's focus, maybe pointing it back to Jesus. But it can be hard to have a heart of gratitude when everything is going wrong and you've lost everything. That can be the moment where God steps in and surprises you in unimaginable ways. We hope to see God doing miracles this holiday season through our three Christmas wishes. We announced our first Christmas wish this week. Take a listen. Our Christmas wish. First Christmas wish of the year. I think we've got Brad on the phone. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, sir. So, Christy and I wanted to call because here we are, the kickoff to the holiday season. And we hear you have a Christmas wish this year. Well, what happened is on uh, Veterans Night on November 11th, uh, my wife and I were sitting in our living room with company, 
and um, uh, my wife looks out the window, and there's this big ball of fire. And so we looked. Uh, I went out, and we found out that the house across the street was fully engulfed in flames. Uh, with the hu- husband, wife, and the little baby got out. They were okay, but they have absolutely lost everything. Wow. I'm, I'm talking, they walked away. Somebody had to get the baby diapers. They didn't have those. And they lost both cars. Um, both vehicles? Both vehicles. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have lost everything. Uh, I'm talking everything. So, um, you know, the insurance is going to take time. Um, and uh, so I just, uh, as part of a Christmas wish, I'd just like to wish that the folks would step up and and uh, try to help these young kids. They're, they're young. They're probably in their late 20s. And uh, try to step up and see if the community couldn't get behind them a little bit. Mm. Mm-hmm. We love that idea. Let's do it, shall we? All right. Sounds great. So what we're going to do is we're going to work with you on trying to get some just tangible things that they need, some ideas of what would really help. Because you're right, even with insurance, there's a gap for a while here and it's not going to take care of everything. So uh, as a community, let's see if we can wrap our arms around your neighbor and help you guys love your neighbor well this Christmas. Okay. Oh, man, that'd be great. So, Brad, can you be the chief elf on this, and, and you're the <laughs> the in-between guy letting us know what all of this family really could use the most? You bet. I'll get my ears growing, and we'll get to be an elf out there for, for these kids and see what we can do for them. Perfect. Yeah. Then we're going to create a list that we'll put at klrc.com. Let's see what God does, along with our friends at Sam's Furniture and our listeners, and see if we can make your wish come true. Great, man. I appreciate you, buddy. I, for one, am looking forward to seeing how the community comes together and how God will provide for this family. If you want to get involved and show some love, all of the details are on klrc.com, along with a list of their needs. In my opinion, God has a sense of humor. I mean, where else did we get it from? And I think he enjoys making things happen in weird ways. Like how texting the wrong number made a Thanksgiving tradition which continues to this day. Here's Isaac with that story. Thanksgiving was last week and all of the traditions happened, uh, at least hopefully. Uh, A lot of travel, probably a lot of food, and a lot of hopefully connecting with loved ones and family that you have that you've had for your whole life or that you've picked. And one of the stories that I love so much, an accidental text message led to a Thanksgiving tradition that's now entering its seventh year or entered its seventh year on Thursday. On Tuesday, Jamal Hinton confirmed on social that he spent Thanksgiving with Wanda Dench, who in 2016 thought she was texting her grandson to invite him to Thanksgiving when she actually texted Jamal. The text message chain reads like this. And again, this is just so sweet. So she texted, Thanksgiving dinner is at my house on November 24th at 3 p.m. Let me know if you're coming. Hope to see you all, of course. And that includes Amanda and Justin. Jamal says, who is this? She says, your grandma. And he says, Grandma, can I have a picture? And it's this selfie of this sweet lady. And Jamal responds and says, you're not my grandma, but can I still get a plate? And she says, of course you can. That's what grandmas do. Feed 
everyone. So I love that. Jamal and Wanda have had this friendship that's gone since 2016, so seven years and they were able to reconnect this last Thanksgiving, and it makes me so happy. So I hope you had a fantastic Thanksgiving, all the traveling hopefully done on your Monday, and back at it. I also hope you had a love-filled Thanksgiving, but now we are in full Christmas season, and some people don't love Christmas decorations as much as others. You know, like grizzly bears. Sad news, we woke up this morning to find Rudolph lying on the ground, unresponsive. That's what Dave Lester of Zephyr Cove in South Lake Tahoe said on a Facebook post. His ring doorbell camera captured a grizzly bear um, making a, attempting to make a meal out of his inflatable Rudolph decoration. Um, he said the visitor that went to his yard was a large bear sometime on Saturday morning. It stalked Rudolph, the inflatable deer, and went in for an attack only to find and be startled that it was an inflatable Rudolph all along, which is just objectively funny. I, I, I feel sorry for the bear thinking that it had found the most obvious, stationary, lit up meal possible. Can you imagine if you were a person and someone put a giant decoy like Chick-fil-A sandwich in their yard? I mean, I'd go for it, right? Like if it looks real to me, I'd think, oh, it's a free sandwich right there. You know, I'm disappointed for the bear. And I'm sorry for the guy that now has to replace his Rudolph. And uh, sorry for all of the traumatized kids that might have seen a, um, <laughs> a tattered Rudolph in the yard. It's just a hard story all around. But I hope that um, I certainly hope that that bear can get a good meal in uh, safely away from neighborhoods. And I hope that that guy can get a replacement yard decoration. I love my big snowman. So I know how cherished some of these things are. Imagine you were Isaac's neighbor and you put out a fake but realistic looking Chick-fil-A sandwich and then you just witnessed him walk onto your property and take a big chomp of your lawn decoration. Sorry, but that image was just hilarious. Be warned, don't decorate your lawns with fake fried chicken. <laughs> Up next is a couple of highlights from Robert. Finders keepers. I'm Robert on 90.9 KLRC. Isn't that a universal rule, right? Finders keepers. Well, I'll tell you what. Joseph Cook, who lives in Florida, he has a hobby. It's a great one. It is metal detecting. So he'll go out to the beach and find little treasures. Well, recently he discovered a ring worth $40,000 while he was out metal detecting. He was super excited when he took that in to get assessed and they told him how much it was worth. And so he also posts this stuff online. He's got videos that he shares. Someone recognized that ring and contacted him about it. Joseph was able to verify that it did belong to this woman who was just crying, saying she couldn't believe it. You found my ring. And Joseph was happy to return this ring. You'd think he would be like, wait a minute, this is my $40,000 payday. No, he said, I'm glad to give it back to its owners. In fact, he wears a necklace full of different rings that he has found just in case someone might encounter him and say, hey, have you found my ring? And he would be like, yeah, I got it right here. Joseph says every time he returns an item, he finds something even better. He's happy that he can give back. 
If you ever needed one more reason to spoil your pet dog, I got to give you this story right here. I'm Robert on 90.9 KLRC. I was reading about a man in Wichita. His name is Tyler. And uh, he was watching football this past Sunday, fell asleep. I guess the game wasn't that exciting. <laughs> anyway, his six-year-old dog, Monroe, who looks like a beautiful bulldog in this picture, ended up nudging his face saying, wake up, Papa, wake up. And so Tyler wakes up, looks around, and there's a thick cloud of black smoke that had filled his entire house. All of a sudden, Tyler's barely able to breathe. He grabs his dog, runs down the hall, barely makes it out with flames actually in his own bedroom. They get out just in the nick of time. Of course, Monroe, just all happy just that he got his, his dad, his owner, out of that house. Tyler feeling so thankful to be alive because of his dog. So yeah, if you want to give your dog a couple of extra treats today and just, you know, show them the love that they always show us, probably a good idea. You see, that's the problem with having cats. I don't think either of my cats would save me under any circumstance. My cat Jasper in particular is a rather anxious kitty, and I am his emotional support human. If you have a cat, you know they're the little kings and queens of the house. Dogs truly are man's best friend. Up next is Anson and Kara from The Drive Home talking all about the upcoming Christmas craziness. The songs say that it's the most wonderful time of the year. Hmm. Is that true? <laughs> Good question. Up for debate, right? Yeah, it is. Sure, some aspects of the holiday season are really, really wonderful. Yeah. But for a lot of people, this is a really, really hard time of year. That's true. Maybe you've experienced a loss around mm. the holiday season and that's stuck with you. Yeah. Or maybe you're just really busy. There's a, so much going on. It's hard to focus mm. on the things that are most important mm -hmm. in your life during this time. So if this time of the year feels a little bit hollow to you, number one, you're not alone. Mm. And number two, it can be kind of jarring when all the while our culture is showing us these idyllic images of people in their big houses Ugh. while the snow is coming down and right. they're receiving a luxury car from their spouse with a big red <laughs> bow on top, right? Yeah, because that's normal. That's not real life. No. It often seems like we're looking for happiness and hope where it was never meant to be found mm. in facades and fake smiles. And I think this has actually robbed an entire season of the meaning and beauty that it inherently has. Hmm. Not that everything is perfect or idyllic mm -hmm. and, or will be if we get more stuff. Sure. But a realistic hope that even though things are broken right now, Jesus is making the world right again. Hmm. That is the hope of Christmas. Hmm. And we shouldn't ignore the fact that we're in the middle of a mess. But we can celebrate the fact that we have a God who is above all of that mess, yes. who is sovereign and wise, who's in control, and is coming to make all things right. Mm. I guess the subject of Christmas not being as advertised is on a lot of people's brains, including my own. I am really grateful for Anson and Kara's reminder that Christmas isn't what we see in commercials or the movies. Christmas isn't a time to be pretty and perfect like all the decorations and wrapping, because that's hollow and empty. Christmas at the heart was humble and poor, a stable, a manger, a carpenter and his young wife, a baby. The three wise men and their fancy gifts didn't even arrive till like three years later after Jesus was born, so there aren't any fancy gifts here, just Jesus. For me, that's a powerful reminder entering this chaotic Christmas season, remembering what it's all about and I feel less stress already. And you know what helps with stress? Laughter. Here's Kara with something that's sure to make you smile at the very least. 
All right, so we've already established today that the Christmas season can be a lot. Everybody's a little stressed. Yep. Everybody's a little overwhelmed. True. All right, so I have a solution for you. Oh. I found the most amazing video online yesterday. Really? Of a toy that parents' nightmares are made of. <laughs> okay. And yet, it brought me so much joy. Really? That I immediately videoed it and sent it to like two people. Okay. And so I just thought it, it's only appropriate that I share it with everyone. All right. So, here we go. Okay. It's it's a goat. Yeah. Singing it's jingle a bells. Screaming goat. And screaming. <laughs> it's dancing very aggressively. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's my new favorite thing. You're welcome. My family has a tradition of getting family gifts. You know, something the whole family would enjoy, like a board game or a movie to watch as a family. But I think this year, I need to get this goat. Like, this this just sounds like the perfect family gift. Think of all the joy and laughter this is going to bring. So I am on a secret mission to find it. Don't tell my parents. Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap-up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, have a great weekend. <laughs>